Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. Super, super stoked to bring this guest to y'all today because this is a topic that is even intriguing to me. I honestly have had people say that I should write a book, but it involves writing. And that is funny enough. I have a journalism degree, but writing, I don't feel like is comes to ease for me. So I'm really excited to hear this guest's take on writing a book and especially the efficiency of writing it in six months, which may seem like a long time or a short time. If you are familiar with the book writing process, I believe that is a short time. So I'm really, really excited for y'all to get a peek into what it would be like. So with that being said, Miss Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So, so excited. So go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer Locke, and I help people, primarily business owners who want to have a book to up-level their authority. Usually it's something that they've been dreaming about for a long time, but they're totally overwhelmed by it. And I really help them demystify the process and um, break it down to as simple as it can be and as fun as it can be and walk them through the process of writing a book and provide support and editing for them as they do that as an author coach. And I also take the reins for some people who would rather have a ghostwriter. And I've been writing books for about 10 years now. And I did it long before I started a business in this arena. I also write fiction for myself, for my own enjoyment and for my own fun. And when I decided to start a business, I thought, okay, how can I translate this so that I actually connected with my first ghostwriting client completely by accident. And then I realized, oh, this is something that I could do for other people that is a lot of fun for me that capitalizes on my strengths. So, you know, writing has always been my thing, fiction and nonfiction. I am a total introvert. I love um, being alone for all day. And if I could like write all day, then that's a good day for me. So it fits. Yeah, I would say for sure. So with that, again, we're going to be talking about how to write your book in six months and go ahead and share with us what your clients, businesses and lives were like before they maybe even thought about writing a book, or maybe they've always felt like they had a book in them. Talk us through kind of what their scene was like. Yeah, typically it's people who've always um, dreamt of writing a book and they have ideas for a book and they've, you know, they've started it, they've begun it, but something isn't clicking. They don't know if it's working. They don't know if their idea is viable. Sometimes they have an idea of like, oh, this is the book that I should write. And so they're approaching it with all of this like kind of negative energy that's not going to be sufficient in order for them to write a book because you have to have a lot of, you know, devote a lot of energy to a lot of time Um, over a course of, you know, six months is the general framework that I work with people in. And so they're just overwhelmed. They don't know how to start. They think it's too big of a task to do, 
but they're committed to it and they've decided that they're going to do it. They just don't see the how of it. And that's where I come in. You know, I've had clients um, be traditionally published by big five publishers. And it's awesome to see like the way that their, you know, lives and careers up level when they have this, you don't have to have a book to be, you know, totally credible or, or anything like that. Nobody has to have a book, but it's like a huge authority and credibility booster and a huge marketing boost when you do have that and can have something that shows people, okay, I am the expert in this field. I wrote a book on it. And so it's awesome to see the way that people kind of carry that torch um, after our time together. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there is something about books and maybe it's just because they've been around since the beginning of time that like really is an authority builder and really elevates you and differentiates you in your space, um, especially as a business owner. So I love that you mentioned that authority piece for sure. So go ahead and start walking us through the different steps that we can start to take in order to write that book in six months. Okay. Well, the first, I have a five piece framework that I use when I work with clients And so the first one is to decide, and that's to commit to writing a book. And it's not a decision that you make once you have to decide over and over and over again, because it's, you know, it's easy to say that you're going to do something. It's harder to actually commit and seeing it through. And what that really is, it's an investment in your own expertise and your own authority and your own worthiness. Um, a lot of people have, you know, they do all these other amazing things that are just so incredible, but they feel like I can't write a book because I don't know enough. It's just a block that people have a lot and they don't believe that they can do it. So like deciding, yes, you are worthy to write a book, you know, enough what you have, you are worthy of sharing and you can help people and then continuing to come back to that decision and then decide and decide again. So that's step number one to make the decision and to commit to it. Step two is to discover, and that's all about discovering what your book is about. And people usually have an idea and sometimes they have, you know, one idea and they come to me and they're like, oh, I think I actually have two, you know, cause maybe they have a book that they want to write, but they kind of freak out right before it's time to start. And they think about a book that they should write. And so it's all about finding what does your audience most need to hear and what is the who is your audience and what is the message that they need to hear? What are you most excited about sharing? If you could like go up to every single person in your audience and tell them one thing and you know, you want them to understand this one thing, what would that be? So people are really connecting with their passion and their energy and their fun. And we're taking should out of the equation. There is no should they are just connecting with the fun and energy of what they want to share and what's going to be beneficial to the people in their sphere So that you're going to need that energy and that fun to actually do the work. And then step three is to is details. So that's all about building out the outline and arranging. Okay. We have the big idea. We have the audience identified. We have the message. Now, how can we identify the themes? How can we arrange those themes or those big ideas in a way that's going to clearly offer the reader a transformation and take them on a journey. What stories do we include? What is the individual structure of each chapter? 
So we're really t- going from like macro to micro and going from big to small and looking on a granular level. This is how we offer the transformation. This is how we set it out. This is the journey that we're taking people on. And we make that outline as robust as possible, not for the purpose of making an amazing outline, um, but really to support the author in the drafting of the book so that when they get to writing, they can focus on the writing and not be constantly like gathering stories or getting research or doing all these things that interrupt the process. So we usually, if I'm working with a client for six months, we try to have the outline finished by month and a half mark, definitely by the end of month two. Then it's all about step number four, which is do the work. And when I work with people, we divide up, okay, we use a benchmark of 50,000 words. And that's like, you know, you could use that benchmark, you can use it or not, but it's helpful to have something to wrap your head around. And that's kind of a standard number and say, okay, if we're going for a 50,000 word book, what do we need to do in order to get there in the remainder of our time together? And then it's just essentially like a math problem of like breaking up week by week. This is a work that we need to do. And I'm providing accountability and editing as we go along through that process of getting those chapters, of getting that word count in. And it's all about arranging your schedule in a way that really supports you so you can focus on the work itself and just sticking with it. Persistence, you know, there's all types of things that come up like at the midpoint, things can get kind of rough. Toward the end, things can get kind of rough. And I'm there with people to help like normalize the process. Like, okay, yeah, that's probably like your saboteur impulse where, you know, you're almost done and you want to like, what's the point of any of this? You know, all these like thoughts, these mind games kind of come up for people when they are writing a book. And so it's about overcoming that and just sticking, you know, doing the work anyway. And, you know, if you show up consistently, you're going to get a book, like you will achieve your goal of getting a book. So that's do the work. And then the fifth step is done and deliver when they have their book and we are looking at the different avenues for publication, whether people want to go the self-publishing route or traditional publishing route. And, you know, I say that's at the end, but really we've been talking about that all along throughout the process because the different publication routes that people choose to go really influences the way that we work together. So we have that in mind from the very beginning, but the fifth step is to actually get it out there and published. So in that, you know, instead of having a manuscript, you actually have a book that can reach people and you have readers. So, and I do a lot of education as well along the lines of like, this is self-publishing, this is traditional publishing, this is hybrid and the advantages and disadvantages of each course because that's kind of mysterious for a lot of people. And I'm all about like making things as simple as possible for aspiring authors. Yeah. So that's my five-step framework of how I either, you know, if I'm doing the job myself as a ghostwriter, that's how I approach the work. And if I'm working with someone as an author coach, that's how we work together and, and get it done. Mm, Yeah, that is super lovely. I love frameworks that have all the same start to the letter. So all of your D's, (laughs) it's so lovely. And Mm -hmm. so going back to kind of the outline step um, Mm -hmm. and getting kind of the details worked out, you know, when you say outline, what does that actually include? Is that 
you know, chapter titles or is it, you know, kind of bulleted lists that you start to categorize? How do you start to take, okay, I have an idea and Mm -hmm. how do I start to break that up into chapters or, you know, whatever the, I guess, breakdown is? Yeah. So if a person is starting from zero, you know, they haven't started an outline, they don't have any ideas yet. That's actually a great place to start because you're not coming with any like preconceived ideas about what it should be. But I encourage them to think about like big themes. Like, so let's say pick three big themes or big ideas that you want to have in your book. And then I encourage them to, okay, now just brainstorm every single idea that you have thought or phrase or word that goes along with that theme. And you're not worrying about if it's good or if it's bad, you're not in any, no part of your brain is in editing mode at that point, but you're just brainstorming these different ideas and those that you have more to say about can eventually become your chapters. So um, you're just getting it down on paper, seeing what ideas go with each big theme and then arranging it in a way that like, okay, if my reader is starting here, this is what they need to know first. This is what they need to know next. And this is what they need to know to the ultimate place that I want to take them with this book. So you're thinking from your standpoint, that's why it's really important to know your audience first and your message and think about the journey that you're on. And it's not a super scientific process, but um, just the big themes and then getting into more granular detail about what is goes along with each theme. And then you can just start to look at the individual chapters and see, okay, if can I have like a story to begin the chapter and then takeaways and then, you know, then like what's important to know and then takeaways and then a reflection piece. So you're not like having to reinvent the wheel each time that you create a chapter, you kind of create a format that works for you and that you feel um, you have a lot of expression in, you can really say what you mean to say and then build on that throughout the book. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that'll help people just to, again, start to identify those core pieces of your book instead of feeling like, oh, it's a book, 50,000 words. That's right. yeah. overwhelming. How can we yeah. check that out with the stories and mm-hmm. what you want to be able to say? And kind of along with that, do you recommend, again, with people who have businesses and want to write a book, is it generally speaking that people want to write a book about their framework or do they want to write more of like a autobiography or um, what are kind of, I guess, the types of books that can support a business owner um, with their mission, depending on what it is, right? Yeah, a framework can be a great tool. Like, uh, you know, if some people have a really strong framework that really works for them, that can be like the prototype for an outline for your book that works really well. You know, you already have it. And then how would that work in book form? I've worked with people who have a memoir type aspect to their book, like a memoir kind of supports what they're doing now. And, you know, they're showing their own life transformation and wanting to show like what they can offer their clients essentially. But yeah, a lot of times people have their framework and they're thinking about their own journey in their business and how they got from where they are to where they are now. So this is a really important piece. Like what do you want to attract more of into your business? Because sometimes people think like I should write a book, you know, and there's that word again, should like, we always try to eliminate that word when it crops up because it's just not going to serve you. It's not going to generate the kind of energy that you need to actually do the job. But so do you want to be speaking to the people who are like 
just starting out? Or do you want to talk to the people who are on the verge of growth, like people who are like maybe where you were five years ago or people where you are now. So really thinking about who your audience is and what phase of business you want to be speaking to. And that's all a matter of what do you want to draw more of into your business? So think about all of the time that you're going to be spending writing this book, but then writing it is just the beginning, right? There's publishing and all of the marketing and all of the promotion that you're going to be doing. It doesn't make sense to do that for, you know, an idea that you're not excited to continue working with in your business. So like, do you have a goal that you're working toward and this book would support that for where you want to go in your business? It's keeping an eye to the future and where you want to be and thinking about what book supports that vision of yourself. Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives? and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start, head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsamey.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsamey.com slash quiz. I agree. You have to start with the goals because to write a book for the sake of writing a book, what's that going to get you? I mean, you're not going to be able to manage your expectations. And I've seen a lot too with business owners creating books like, um, I'm thinking of like Pat Flynn or some other business owners who will write a book, but then have like ancillary, you know, Pat Flynn's Will It Fly? He has like a course aspect to it. So it's used as a lead gen situation where he, people buy the book, but then they go and they want the worksheets that go along with it, or they want to hear audio of Pat Flynn talking about something. And so then from there, you know, they can go and log into the teachable account and get like a free course based on the book. Like, have you seen that be helpful with your clients? Who would that be best for? Yeah, definitely. Like what ancillary resources would best support your book? Like working with someone now who wants to create like a vault of resources for her particular audience. And so, you know, there's going to be reference to, to that in the book because she knows she's super clear on who she's serving and what her book can do for those people. And she's also thought about the next step of these are the resources that I think are going to be useful to them. And this is the vision for where I want to see this go and what I want to create. And so all of it works together pretty well. And like inside this ecosystem that she's creating in order to serve her ideal clients even more. And she's supporting them at different levels of their journey, which is really cool. So yeah, keeping an eye to the big picture, keeping an eye to which, you know, how does this feed into the bigger picture of your business is super important from the get-go. Yeah, I love it. I've definitely been able to really enjoy books that have those ancillary opportunities for you to really dive deeper into the subject. And so mm-hmm. I figured yeah, encouraging people to look into that as an option for sure. Mm-hmm. And 
I definitely want to dive in more to the mindset gremlins that Mm -hmm. pop up when you're actually writing the book. What are the three most common ones and what are ways that we can combat them directly, whether it's through journaling, whether it's through affirmations, whether it's through whatever, you know, you believe is best, but just really being able to be proactive about what is going to happen when your mind tries to take you in crazy places. (laughs) Sure. Okay. The three biggest ones. Okay. Well, the first huge one is I don't have the time. That's a really big one. People think that there's going to be some time in the future where they'll suddenly have like all of the space that they need to write a book. And they also may have, they've never done it before. So it's just like a huge blank in their minds in terms of how much time it's going to take. And like, make no mistake about it. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort and persistence and showing up. But people have this mistaken idea that like they can't take it on until they're retired or something, you know, or, in, or unless they have like three months where they can rent a cabin in Maine and like leave their friends and family and not have any responsibilities. And so that stops a lot of people from even starting. So the time is a huge thing. And I'm all about how can we get like as simple as we can be and like identify a weekly word count goal or a weekly chapter goal so that you do your work and then you're good, you know, and then you do your work the next week and you're good. And you just keep doing that over and over again and you will get a book. And, you know, we use a time frame of six months. I think that's helpful when I see stuff that's like write a book in 30 days or write a book in, you know, that's too short and it's possible. Like, sure, people do it. But like for people who are writing their first book, I don't necessarily think that's helpful because, you know, if it's day 15 and you don't have anything, like you're going to feel like a failure. So just recognizing that you do have the time, you can work with the time that you have and just keep showing up and the, the time issue ceases to be a thing. So that's number one. I don't have enough time. Number two, I would say is people not thinking that they're expert enough. So there is like, people think that they need to have these imaginary credentials or that they, I don't know, like, I don't know enough to write a book or I'm not expert enough to write a book, but it's a catch 22 because what makes you the expert in your field, writing a book, you know, so you write the book so you can be seen as the expert and people also underestimate the knowledge that they have and like all of the years that they've spent working in their field and all of the education that they bring to it already and like all that they know that other people just don't know and that they would really benefit from. Like other people need to know what you have. They need to know your experiences. So an expert, like what does that even mean? Does that mean you've been published in the New York Times? Does that mean you've got an official book deal or like you have a fancy degree or anything, you know, like there's no quantifiable outside measure that is going to make you worthy from a book. You just have to go ahead and qualify yourself and decide that you are worthy and you have expertise to share and you just go ahead and share it. So that's number two. And number three, Redlands. I think it kind of relates to number two about people just feeling insecure of what they have to share and whether it can actually help people and like wondering why they're doing it. And so it comes back to a service mindset for me, like the sooner you can get out of your head and stop worrying about your own credentials and whether you have what it takes and think about like, 
who needs this? Who am I helping? Somebody needs what I have to say in my voice and just get over yourself. You know, it's like if you're feeling bad and if you're feeling grumpy and like stuck on yourself, they say like to go help somebody else, like give some money away or volunteer or like watch a friend's baby or, or, you know, whatever, like small acts of service that you can do to get you out of your funk. Think of your book that way. Think of it like, who is this going to be helping? Somebody needs to have what I have to offer. So I'm just going to get out of my own way and offer it and offer it as a gift, as something that is going to really change things for people. And somebody's going to be so thankful that I shared what I have to share. Those were awesome. And I think it really comes down to the imposter syndrome, like you talked about of, you know, who am I to write this book? It comes down to, I hear that one a lot with every part of business, right? Right. And can't really get rid of that one. I think everyone at every stage feels that. And so, but it's really, again, important to meet yourself where you're at. And again, use some of those. I love that you said, go watch someone else's babies. Babies just make people happy. So someone's <laughs> <laughs> dog, I don't know. Yeah. Take a dog walking. I know. Yeah. I actually used to do dog walking, not for the money, obviously, but just because I wanted that like companionship that a dog gave, but without having to have it around all the time. So yeah. that was like a really <laughs> nice way to spend my lunch breaks. Um, that was like a couple years ago, but that's a great, but idea. yeah, like finding ways to really lift your spirits, get you back excited about your project again. I think sometimes when we're so head down, like the creativity just gets sucked out. And so if you're able to incorporate those things here and there that excite you or motivate you or get your creative juices flowing, then definitely make sure to incorporate that during your writing periods for sure. I was like, yeah, I was gonna say, I have a resource called book in six. That's exactly what it's about. It's like how to write your book in six months, but within the process, every week there's a rest day, you know, every week there's like, take a nap, watch your favorite Netflix show, like pat yourself on the back, celebrate yourself. It's super important to build that in to like congratulate yourself on all the hard work that you've done and like appreciate how far you've come and honor yourself throughout the process. So you're like filling your own cup back up again as you do this big endeavor that you've never done before. And is kind of scary, but that you can totally do. So, so true. Yep. I love it. And so moving into some tools talk, are there tools in your business that you love or tools that you suggest for writing a book? Give us all the juicy details. Okay. So I'll start. It's very simple. So, I mean, Google docs is how, you know, a lot of clients write their books and organize their books. And that's you know, very simple tool that you can use. Also Grammarly is a great add-on that you can use. I think it, I don't know what exactly it integrates with. You can probably tell that I'm not like the tool meister (laughs) as I talk about these things. My tools tend to be pretty simple, but that is a a great resource for um, self-editing. So it checks your grammar for you and says like, oh, your flow is a little bit off here. Like we suggest these word changes. So that's great as you're writing and you wanting to improve your grammar and go for flow. Yeah. So those couple tools are awesome. I have a lot of resources that I recommend to people in terms of like 
if you want to traditionally publish, like these are the places that you should be hanging out. These are like websites for you to frequent and tools on how to write query letters versus like if you want to self-publish, then these are like service providers that I recommend and things that you should know about. But that's a little bit different than like tools for everybody. But so I would say like Grammarly and Google Docs, um, keep it simple in terms of what you use to write your book. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I definitely use Grammarly as well, just even for my non-book stuff. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I totally hear you on that. And so where can people find you and get more goodness if they really want to make it possible? I mean, we've got plenty of time for the six months to still happen in 2021. And so uh, where can people find you, connect with you, all the places? Yeah. So the best place is my website, which is jenniferlockwrites.com, L-O-C-K-E. I also hang out on Instagram quite a bit at Jennifer Locke writes. So people can find and connect with me there and say hi. Awesome. Easy enough. So thank you so, so much for being on the show, Jennifer. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.